0: Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need
1: to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! Well, I've been rolling in since the clock morning. From the end of the week, I'm a
0: bummer bummer bound to blow. we walk walking through the hoggy tong like a
2: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This is Equipment Talk from IRA, And uh, we're going to go back in and talk to uh, some new looks on some of the equipment and what's going on in the areas. So I've got some guests here today, and it's Colonel Norm, and I also have Colonel Nick Casper's in here too as well, and then myself, I'm Colonel Ray Henry. But uh, again, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of our past and and what's kind of coming through and what we've experienced and everything else in the auction world, the auction industry. So we're going to give you just a little bit different touch on the auction world here, ladies and gentlemen. Again, uh, so Norm, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you came from and what's going on and what you've seen in the industry, you know, because we talk about things like okay what's going on with the equipment world because that's kind of the world we're in and we kind of drug you in <laughs> to that part of it i know that wasn't always uh, your era right i mean what were you used to selling for types of equipment when uh, when you started out let's talk about that and and where did you start out and and how did you get into the auction business
1: well ray i'll tell you what as far as the auction business i think uh... You know, my dad was an auctioneer. He did a lot of farm auctions uh, back in the past, and uh, I'd be sitting there milking cows by hand, listening to the old man. You know, he'd sit there milking a cow, and he's going twenty five but it but get thirty five and forty. Uh, I got so sick and tired of listening to that, I said I'd never be an auctioneer. But as time went on, being a farmer, you know, I kind of liked the auction world, so I went off to auction school, in Mason City, Iowa, and uh, got to meet a lot of friends there. You know, made a lot of new friends. Who
2: was the uh, who was the person that was actually uh, on the auction? Uh, uh, you know. The training for Worldwide Auction Company, or Worldwide Auction, uh, is that Worldwide? Worldwide, correct. Okay. Paul C. Bear. Oh, it's
1: Paul C. Bear. Paul C. Bear, C. Bear. Oh, yep, fine. yep. Paul C. Bear, a great man. Yep. And uh, got to meet a lot of, made a lot of new friends there. And uh, one of my main friends that I made there probably was Floyd Kiesel. Oh. And I met him, and he kind of drug me into this Irie thing and took me down to Portage, Wisconsin. So wait a minute, now your dad was an auctioneer, right? He was an auctioneer,
2: that's And you said he auctioned... Uh, farm equipment and did he, anything for construction type equipment or anything like that? Not really construction type. No, mostly okay, So you didn't have any post hole diggers or nothing there? Huh? I didn't have no post hole, they were all hand. Okay, all you had to hand ones hand you did. Ones, okay. the hand ones. You bet. So you. what nationality? I mean what what group? I mean are you you are so Amish. You're Amish. Okay. Amish, correct. And so the Amish they uh, do. They use power tools now and everything else. Too? They do.
1: They do. They've really upgraded from what it used to be. You know, they have battery tools, a lot of battery tools, air tools, uh, a lot of solar systems for electricity generators and such. Oh,
2: you guys are already in the new era with solar systems. We are. And
1: everything. We are correct. Wow. That is right. That is right. We run generators, a lot of generators for power. Okay. But uh, just no electricity off the off the line.
2: You do do you take le- electricity into your places as well? We do. We do. Okay. Yeah. So now you're you're basically you're on the grid
1: we're on the grid okay. that is right that is right wow. so we're, we're getting a brand new solar system put in next month actually so really that'll power everything basically it'll power lights in the barn the garage uh my wife's washing machine laundry you know
2: so you got milkers and everything too now milkers everything yep
1: that wow. is great we have skid steers you know a lot of heavy equipment we get into i have my own excavator uh skid steers dozers stuff like that that we do now so so do we, you guys, do you have a driver's license to drive down the road
2: with we don't. anything yet? We don't. No. We do
1: not drive. We do not drive. We we can actually drive, like, you know, around the farm or something. Anything that doesn't require a driver's license, so we're oh. not on the road. Okay. So,
2: so you hire a driver to take you around? We hire a driver, correct. All right. So how many auctions do you do in, let's say, uh, a month? Oh, a month we do, it depends on what month you go to. Okay.
1: I mean, our main auctions are from February to November. That's our main auction time. So December, January, we kind of slow down a little bit. But I would say on the average, there's probably 15 a month on the 15. average, at okay. least. So, right. and that's me and three of the boys also sell as well. So, nice. And every, every one of us kind of has their own little niche that we like to do. I like the heavy equipment, antiques, equipment, you know, in general. Sure. And uh, my oldest son, Robert, he's more into horse, sale, horse sales, you know, doing horse auctions. And he gets into some pretty big horse auctions. Thoroughbreds? Uh, Most. standard breads. Standardbreds. Race horses. Are they race horses? Race horses, yeah. Okay. so A lot of, are they, a lot of they, horses that just came off the track.
2: They sell 20, 30, 40, 50 grand? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They oh, sell, is that right? They sell up to two, three $300,000. Huh? On a horse. On a horse. Wow. That's correct. So, do you guys still run some of these buggies down the road and stuff like that, too? That's all we do when we drive. Okay. Going up and down the road, we use buggies, horses and buggies. Nice, huh? Yep. Yep. So, where do you think that, um, you know, your moral values as far as, you know, being Amish? I'm not saying, you know, I mean, Where does that what is how does it help you as far as an individual from what you see out there in the world, what's going on? How do you feel that your national or I shouldn't say nationality, I should say your heritage, Amish, right? hmm hmm And how do you feel that helps you with family and stuff like that? Do you have, all have big families? Uh, we all have big
1: families, not like we used to. I mean, there used to be people that had 14, 15, 16 kids, you know, yeah. and I see where that's slowing down a lot. I mean, there's a lot more families out there with anywhere from three to eight kids, you know. Wow, so, small families are eight, huh? Small families are eight, <laughs> yeah. Small families are eight, that's right. Okay. So I've got a, two daughters and six sons, we have eight kids. Wow. Nice. And, uh, wow. you know, when I started this auction business, I never dreamt that the boys would even follow in my footsteps. And it's really, really pretty impressive that, you know, the boys actually want to help do this. And, uh, and you've, you've met quite a few of the kids. You know, they've been here. They've helped a lot. Yeah, I tell you. We've had a lot of fun. We have a lot of stories to tell. I've been here for 12 years now. And uh, it's been it's been a great ride. It well, has been a great ride.
2: Well, we enjoy you. You're a good man. So well, thank you. And thank uh, right. we like the uh, camaraderie and and also the uh, openness. Because I mean, you know, sometimes we segregate ourselves somewhat from you know from different types of uh, maybe uh, uh, ethnic groups or whatever you want to say or however you want to sure. say it. And sure. and uh, and you know, it's not always easy. You know. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, you know Colonel Nick over here. He's been uh, in the South Dakota area, and I know that you're out in Wisconsin, right? Central and, Wisconsin. <clears throat> central wisconsin and uh you know colonel nick i mean you have any amish around your area and stuff like that too or
0: not in the dakotas it uh it took me getting down to oh like rochester minnesota and down in that corner down there before i ever saw a horse and buggy and then when i started competing in them competitions there's some auctioneer competitions out there uh they had one in bloomington wisconsin we stayed in prairie du chien and i remember we were we come into the barn and it was standing room only, them contests are always real full. And the Amish just they come out to to see the deal. And I mean, we if you were the sale barn was real high and you could got a real good view of like all the parking lots and everything and there must have been 50 buggies and horses out there right. and it was just neat you know you don't see that from where i come from at all
2: so, so what you're saying is that you guys didn't have a buggy you had horses
0: well i didn't I, not i didn't grow up with horses i oh, i didn't grow up with horses my dad did um, my dad was born in 48 and uh up until i think he got married and he got married in 69 they were still you, grandpa was still using horses and they'd homing her out of the barn with a stone boat Okay. Pitch it all on. Slider down the road. Yep. Slide her down the road, pinch it all off. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, dad grew up knowing hard work too, but, uh, no, we had a couple tractors around, but they were farmalls. And I mean, if dad still feeds the sheep with a super informal. Yeah. So whatever got them. you, whatever got you in the auction business? Uh, my dad was a sheep shearer and I learned on real quick that I didn't want to do that. Uh, which as you know, as a son, you kind of feel bad. You don't want to follow in dad's footsteps, but, uh, just going to the sale barn, you know, in market time when we'd sell lambs or sell sure. calves, you know, and it was just kind of enamored by the auctioneer. You sit there and listen to Dennis Helwig up at Hub City, and and it just always interested me. It kind of, you know, as a kid, you I think we all was probably the same way, except you had to listen to it day in and day out. Um, it just enthralled, it enthralled me, and I was it was always just kind of on the back burner that that might be something I want to do down the road. And then when I went to college, and I knew we didn't have enough. We weren't big enough for me to go home and take over the ranch and raise a family on. So I thought, well, we'll give this a shot. It helps if you have family in the industry. In what way? In the way that you, getting a job.
2: Isn't the you so? the, the
0: auction hearing deal. Now, I, okay, Ray, I got, I got lucky a little bit, but... Uh, nobody told me that you should probably have family in the industry to kind of give you that leg up. Now I went to auctioneer school in 2003. Uh, I was 19 or right at 20 years old and you know, they pounded and I went to Mankato at uh, continental auctioneer school and, uh, they just pound in your head, you know, go to the convention, go to that state convention, go to that state convention. So I didn't have two pennies to rub together, but I drove up to Brainerd and that's where I met you. I didn't know a single soul there and I walked in and, uh, the guys at the front desk there, they, they go, well, you want to get in the auctioneer contest? I said, no, not at all. <laughs> no, I've never sold a sale. Oh, they, it'll be fun. You know, it's just for fun anyway, and the rookie contest and this and that. I remember I got up there. I was so scared. I, I locked up. I couldn't. I forgot my numbers. I didn't know where I was at. I might have blacked out for a second. But I stammered through, and and uh, then, I don't know, about a half hour later, a guy come walking by me, stuck his hand out, and introduced himself as Ray Henry. Yeah. and. That was in January 2004, and uh, I moved up here and worked to work for you in May of 2004. Yeah. That first sale in March was my interview, and that was 18 years ago.
2: Yeah, and you know, and, and the thing about it is, just like myself, when I got in the auction business, it wasn't that. Um, I had family that, you know, that I wanted to really take after my grandfather, you know. My grandfather, so I'm a third-generation auctioneer, and uh, my grandfather started back in the 1943, and uh, when he was, he did his auctions, he he had his sons doing auctions. I mean, he had, you know, well, they had 13 in the family, of course, so, uh, you know, a lot of, all the boys had to do with something with the auction business, and if they weren't holding stuff up, they were learning how to bid call, and they were going to auction college as well, sure. so, uh, you know, I didn't really get... The teaching from that, because, you know, as I was growing up, I grew up in a salvage yard, so I worked, and they did the auctions out there, so did I help with some of them? I did when I was young, and and I remember times that I was with my my grandfather, and uh, the one thing that, you know, that he taught me was that if you like the people and they are good with you, it's easy to work with them. And that's why, you know, just like you guys coming out and learning the equipment part of the business, and again, this is Equipment Talk, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how these guys kind of got into this equipment uh, world and what's happening in the equipment world. But, uh, you know, just even from where you were from and what you did, Norm, uh, you know, you've been, you know, in the auction business, but to be in the real business, you know, you see so many different types of businesses of selling equipment, right?
1: That is right. That is right. I mean, there is, there is so many different types out there. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. But uh, if you're a people person, this is the thing to do. If you like to meet people and uh, visit and do business with people, get in the auction business. That's right.
2: So That's you're going you're gonna to cheer people on to go in the auction bid ab- calling, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. So are you, uh, what would you give them the first word of advice if you're going to tell them to go in the auction business? I would say the first thing you do is go to worldwide college. Go World to worldwide, college.
1: Worldwide College of Auctioneering. I sent three of my boys there. Okay. And I would I would help pay their way.
2: You'd I'd help did. pay the way, I'd, even. I'd help pay the way, definitely. Well, I tell you, he's a pretty giving feller, anyway, Darn right. That's, that's
1: how much I think of Worldwide College of Auctioneering. You know, when I went there, they told me, you know, you're going to be coming home and your phone's going to be ringing off the hook you know, and this and that and everything else. Well, you know, it's probably not quite like, kind of like Nick just got done telling us, it's nice to have family where you can kind of get in with the business, you know. and But people like Ray Henry, you know, it's just he kind of took you under his arm and yep, took off from good. there, you know. So it's, that, that was a blessing. It was definitely a blessing.
2: Yeah, and well, when I met you, you know, uh, I had uh, uh, Floyd Key, so he was working for us on a basis, and he was getting equipment, we, you know, I met him, oh, I'll tell you what, that was a trip. You know what he did? He sent me a a tape, and he wasn't real, I mean, he just started, right? But he made himself a CD, and I thought, boy, that guy's got some, you know, (laughs) brass, real real (laughs) brass on him, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because... Uh, Floyd wasn't, you know, no great, but I, I thought, golly, if that guy's got that kind of audacity to turn around and send it to a company and say, hey, I'd like to come work for you, I thought, I better go take a look at this feller, you know? Well, golly, if I would have known that it was the weather it was to go see him, I went out to Portage, Wisconsin to meet with him, and he knew every food joint in Wisconsin. I mean, because he drove trucks, so I mean, he knew everything. And it was uh, midst of the winter. And we had an ice storm and we drove out there you know, normally take us about five, five and a half hours to get there, and uh, it took us a whole nine hours to get there because we couldn't do over that 35, 40 miles an hour. And I took my son with as well, David, and he was learning how to drive on ice as well. And I put him behind the wheel. And boy, I tell you what, when come guys coming off the ramp and they went right off the ramp into the ditch, he was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know. So I mean, they're all life experiences, right? And uh, and that's what we're going through as uh, not only as an auction company or a business. But as an industry and that industry is that, you know, that what's the difference between somebody that, you know, wants to go out and work in a ditch with a shovel or somebody that wants to run a piece of equipment or somebody wants to sell that equipment or somebody wants to understand. you got to understand what you're working with and working and who you're working for. Working I mean, you got to know where their qual you know, where, where your qualities are, where they're not. What do you like doing? Right. Right. And um, I uh, I guess for me to get into, you know, the equipment world, mine was more in the, in the uh, uh, fashion that, you know what, I loved building stuff. I love seeing, you know, things move forward. And that's why I always say that, you know, this, like even this, is, this equipment talk, the equipment talk is about embracing technology. It's about embracing your future, not the past. You can... Take the past as a learning experience and maybe as, you know, as a teaching experience for the people that you're around. But when it comes to embracing technology, I mean, you know, an Amish feller here on a mic and, <laughs> and he's out there bid calling to the world, you know what I mean? Right. It, to me, it's, it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal. It's it's a great thing to see. It's uh, you know it's something that I have a high respect for uh, you guys just as much as you may have for the industry or for other people that are in the industry. But I, I respect you guys, well, and you. I respect you for the fact that um, you're willing to step out of your comfort zone. You're willing to take advice or maybe even a little bit of a butt chewing sometimes, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> oh you did that wrong, you know, uh, and uh, you know and we all go through that. But you know it, it's, it's how you learn. It's how you learn. It's That's how right. You learned, right?
0: So, um, well, and I, I've got to jump in here for just a second. Cause I mean, Ray, I've been around you for going on 20 years now and, uh, you come from a mechanical background and a, and like you said, you grew up in a, a salvage yard. Mm-hmm. So you started out and I know a little bit of your history and I'll fill a few people in, but I mean, you were, you were an engine builder and you were, but you were the same way in that industry that you're in this industry is you're. Innovative. You're always looking forward. You're always looking. What's the next thing? What's, you know, not what's six months from now. What's ten years from now? Yeah. You know, we just talked about that the other day. You know, I mean, we're right around the corner from the year three thousand. I mean, it's not that darn far away. Right. And, uh, but, and that's what I respect about you is is that you're always looking forward. And and you got ideas that were, uh, almost too far ahead of you. You, you didn't have anybody that would that was around you that you had ideas that were. I I will say it right on the air. I don't care. I mean that you have an idea that could have changed the world, and I think in a way better way, and it still can. And uh, you're going to get that built, and it's it's going to be a, a huge splash uh, for equipment for for everything for the auction industry especially. And when we were talking about the different types of you know auction venues of of different sales you can sell, I mean norm hit it on the head when there's so many i mean there's equipment there's livestock there's estates there's consignments if you i mean consignment sales i don't think anybody knows how tough consignment sales are you know you and i talked about it a a couple times you know if you you want to really test your fortitude in this industry take on the consignment sale portion of it because if you do an estate sale and you got one family you have to make happy that day or you know said take on a consignment sale what do you what do we have 71 consigners. At 71 different people, we got to make you know happy on the seller's side, and we got, you know, how many buyers to make happy, and you know that's our job is to make, is to get you know a fair market value price for a piece of equipment, where you have a buyer that's happy with the price that he paid and a seller with the happy the price that he got.
2: And I and that's why I always say that you bring buyers and sellers together. Absolutely, that's right. And yeah. you know, and thank you, Nick, for that. But um, you know, the one thing that that I do look at is that you know, um, if we can look at how good we can be in our industry and give them our best, you know, who's going to beat you? I mean, you know, have you ever looked at a person that, you know, was really good at something and then you get somebody that has great desire, yeah. the desire and good at something. The guy with the desire is going to go out there and go, he's going to, he's going to nail on you until you go down. And when you go down, he's going to keep nailing. He don't stop, Mm -hmm. you know, because he has that desire. And mine came from, you know, looking at my grandfather back as a a little boy and— it put it in there to me that, you know what, I would like to be like him. Uh, he was really liked. He, uh, he, he, he was innovative as well, um, you know, and wanted to move forward. And I, I kind of see that with you too, Norm, you know, that, you know, you're moving forward with the, uh, you know, it, being Amish, you know, it, it's, it's, you got to, you got to push the envelope a little bit, especially, you know, you have people that you have to actually get approved from in, in a lot of areas, right? Oh, correct.
1: Oh, correct, definitely.
2: And how has that kind of been for you for a battle? Because we talk about moving forward with technology, you know, phones are technology for you guys. Mm-hmm. And how how is that working with you know not only you but with your kids? Well, you know, we
1: all kind of have our same thing. You know, uh, we don't do smartphones. Uh, we try to stay away from that. The church really looks down on smartphones for us to use.
2: And and were you, were, why do they look down on smartphones? Technology,
1: technology that you're just carrying. Technology the internet you're carrying the internet right with you now. We can use a smartphone We can get on a smartphone and do what we need to do They just don't want us to have a smartphone with us 24 7. They just don't think it's good So the rules and regulations, that's what we do. I carry a flip phone The kids carry a flip phone and we get along right well with that. So you watch Star Trek as a kid or anything? We did never did never <laughs> To this day it's I'm not even sure what Star what Trek is. <laughs> <laughs> but, Beat uh, me up, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a great world to live in. I, I like my family life, you know. It's a little slower paced and uh, I value that a lot. I value that a lot.
0: Yeah. So I um, miss
1: it. I'll bet. I'll bet. You yeah, know what I, I honestly do. I mean the world moves so
0: fast.
2: Well, today. you know, we, we all get pressured, right? Yeah. And well, um, horse and buggy, you know,
1: uh, it just gives us it just keeps us closer. I mean Robert, my oldest son, he lives two miles from my house. Michael just bought a farm right up the road from me, you know, and my daughter's right there close to home. And it's just, it really keeps us together a lot more, I think. Okay. But, uh, you know, then with smartphones, it's, it's so much easier just to look up something and boom, boom, you know, stuff that we really don't need to look at, you know. Oh. So with flip phones, you can text, you can talk, you can do whatever you need to do. And uh, obviously we'd lo- we do a lot of email and stuff like that. Uh like my driver's got a tablet, or I can use his phone, do whatever I need to do, you know. If we want to buy something online. So you use tablets, too? We use tablets. We're not allowed to own tablets, but if, you know, the driver's got one or something, well, okay. we can do that. Sure. You know? well, just about any family you see today, I mean,
0: everybody's glued to their phone. Yeah. That's you know, true. I mean, that, that core family values. I mean, everybody tries to teach core family values, but if you if you don't have that distraction, mm-hmm. yeah. you, your, your only outlet is that. I mean, that family... That's right. Get the, you know uh,
2: camaraderie. That's so uh, you know, aside from that, um, so when when you practice your bid calling and everything else, what kind of a? I mean, do you go away from everybody else? Are you doing it around people, or how do you how are you uh, uh, you know, I guess honing in on your skills. Well, as
1: far as my skills, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't have any skills at all when I went to Worldwide. Other than what I, I thought
2: I, your dad was not
1: <coughs> here. Other than what I learned from my old man, and he was old school. <clears throat> okay, he was very old school. But um, I picked up some of that. But, you know, when you go to auction school, you have all these instructors in there. One guy tells you this, one guy tells you that. You know, you try to follow one, kind of pick out what you like, what you're comfortable with. And uh, probably one of the uh, one of the most respected instructors I had was Matt Lowry. That's kind of that's where I picked it up. After I listened to Matt Lowry, talked to Matt Lowry, it was like this is the road I want to go down, you know. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of good instructors there, don't get me wrong. But uh, that's kind of where I based off of you know i called matt a lot you know i just visit with him matt what should i do here what should i do there you know and he tried to you know uh kind of get me to coach along coach me along correct that's right so um
2: what got? i mean what made you really interested in even coming and working for us uh with with ira what what kind of gave you that desire to come back because i mean it's been what twelve years? Twelve years. Okay. 12 years. So twelve years. I watched your kids. I mean, I mean, golly, he—you'd he, bring them along, and you had your wife one time, and we had our food shack and stuff. You put them right in there. Well, they can go to work. <laughs> she had a little baby in her arms, and she's feeding people and taking money. It was kind of cute, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it was—it was—it was like you guys were came from the eighteen hundreds, and we're in here in the. 1900s, you know what I mean? And it was kind of cute and kind of cool. But them boys, you taught them right from, you know, I don't know, they're maybe seven, eight, nine years old and and you had them out there taking bids and doing you said, it's okay to be out here, isn't it? I said, yeah, it should be all right. You know, I mean, if we were great family run if we're, yeah, we're family run, you know, I mean, if we were a great big corporation, we're you know, we had worried about the liability and we had stockholders and all this. It changed things a little. You know, we can be more personable with, with not only our clients that we sell with, but the people that work with us. Sure. And we can take them, you know, those, those key values... That we can keep them as core values. Correct. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I really, I, I thought. So, what, what really gave you the interest in working with IRA?
1: Well, Floyd Kiesel, you and know, I just got out of Worldwide, and uh, Floyd Kiesel called me one day, and he said, you know. I, Ray, could use a use a driver today to drive stuff across the ramp. Okay. And I'm like, geez, you know, what is this all about? I'd, I don't think I'd ever drove like a Caterpillar or a Dozer or anything, uh-huh. you know, and here Floyd brings me into this auction, and I'm, wow, I was so impressed. Colonel Ray and Colonel Nick were selling that day, and I was like, man, if I could just be up there selling you, that that would just be the thing I wanted to do. So we got done driving equipment, selling attachments and doing whatever, and I just remember Ray telling me, he said, uh, let's, let's hear you do some bid calling. He said, you're pretty sharp out there in the ring. I'm like, wow, that's that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what kept me coming back. You know, it just I know you called me. We went out to South Dakota. We did sales here in Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, kind of all over. And the more I did, the more interested I got in them. You know, and the more I took an interest in equipment and the values of equipment. And oh, you started
2: buying some, huh? I actually started <laughs> buying
1: a few items here and there, you know, and, and had my own skidster. You know, it, it just kind of one thing led to another. Okay. And today I'm just like Jack. When I hear i it's like hit the road. Let's know, go
2: get them, huh? Let's go get them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I know you haven't missed too many sales, I'll tell you that much. I have
1: not. I have not. Yeah. Well, thank but, you uh, for that. There is now and then we have like a big auction, like a three-day auction I was telling you about in September. You know, I, I won't be able to make that, but uh, I try to work around those as much as I can.
2: Yeah, because so. you got the boys and they can handle some of it too. And we do, but we run four to five
1: rings there on those days, yeah. so it's it's pretty tough. So you guys use the internet at all? We don't use the internet at all. No. Nope. So
2: don't can't use a phone? We can you know? we can use the phone,
1: you know, to look up something or do whatever. But uh, other than that, we just. How
2: do you think that your world is going to change that way? Because you know. Uh, internet, right? I right. mean, we talked we about talked that a little that bit, you know, Colonel Nick, that um, we were actually, uh, you were in South Dakota, and you first time did it, what, a year ago? A year ago. Was the first
0: time that we did one in 60 years, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, and that was a farm-type deal, and that was out in South Dakota. An so. sale. Right. And so how do you feel that as far as in your world, as far as the internet coming into that and being able to call or bid call online for your business, not, I mean, I know you're here for us. I mean, you know, and we do it because, you know, we hire you on to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about that in time?
1: I I think, I think honestly, the internet is a good thing. You know, as far as being online, bid calling online, live simulcast. uh, I think it's the greatest thing ever, probably, okay. uh, to bring your buyer and seller together. Uh, as time goes on, I think we're going to see more and more of that coming into the Amish community, you know. Cool. Uh, the flip phones are kind of going by the wayside. Uh, we have no options here pretty soon. So, uh, and I know I talked to my the elders there in church, and I said, how about this, you know, live online stuff, if we want to do this or that? He said, well, then you just partner up with somebody. Yeah, You know, and they could do it for you. So
2: you'll it. figure it out either way. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. it'll all be great.
2: Well, we're going to we're gonna wrap this up here in a few minutes, but um, I just want to uh, uh, first and, and second of all, you know, Nick, we, we kind of talked about uh, not only you being out in, in the industry and everything else, and I know you're coming back to work with IRA just maybe a, a little bit more on the full-time deal and uh, to go out and get equipment. And what do you think that uh, some of the main attributes are going to be for you to be better at getting Equipment for IRA or for your, you know, for your consigners. I, I think uh, awareness. Understand you know, well awareness of,
0: of the company of what we what we stand for, what we do, the the market that we can provide, the the uh, global marketplace that we can bring to these guys. You know, there's. Um, Ray, you've been here for going on, what, 25 years, right?
2: Well, actually, 20, it's uh,
0: 23 years. 23 years. 23 years that you've been over here. And uh, and you've gotten yourself a very good client base. And um, you've touched in South Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin. I remember I was coming over here. You had a couple spots down there. And uh, it's it's just getting, you know, the IRA name, I think, was out in South Dakota for a while. And then I, I think they, you know, it, for whatever reason, you know, you guys – Pulled back a little bit, or you know, you lost your guy out there, or whatever. And then I'm going to uh, try to revamp that up for you guys. Uh, it's just bringing that name back, and because Big Iron has moved in, you know, this, this is the most competitive industry, not the most competitive industry on the, you know, on the in the country or anything like that. But we are in a very, very competitive industry uh, with a lot of competition out there. Mm-hmm. The internet has been a great thing for bringing, you know, a new group of buyers to our sellers. But we're not the only ones doing it. You know, I mean you got Richie Brothers, you got Big Iron, you got Purple Wave, you got IRA, you got, you know, there's there's not just one or two companies doing this, there's there's a dozen. Yeah. And uh, you have to bring something different to the table. When you sit down with a client, they're gonna look at you and go, Well, what do you do different than these guys? Right. And like you we touched on before, one of our main deals is is we are. We're not so corporate structured that you know we're just constrained to that and you're just a number to us and, you know, we, you, gonna you know take, I'm here, I'm going to, we're going to take care of you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We're going to take care of you and we're, you're not just a number to us. You're not just a stop, you know, on, on the road. We, you know, remember your birthday and I mean, things like that. It's a personable nature and, and, uh, and we do have a, the global market. I mean, we can, we're competitive with any auction company out there on our market and and we can prove it. So it's just getting back out there and getting, you know, in front of everybody and, and reminding them what we are capable of doing for them and, and, uh, that, you know, if, if something, something goes awry or something like that, we're not just going to go, well, you know, read your contract. No, you're going to stop in and go, okay, what do we got to do? You know, I mean, what what do you need or you, what, what are your needs here? Sure. And then we'll service that, you know, as, as we go. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, guys, um, I want to thank you both for coming out here today. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our podcast, uh, um, you know, world today? Uh, and, but, but I do want to thank you for, for taking the time and for taking this opportunity because i know we had that auction today was there anything special i want to hear about one special thing that you seen today that you thought was just it was kind of cool that you sold online and that it brought you know the money that you felt was maybe over whatever wherever you're at and what helped you do that if each give me one of those things then we're going to end this here in a, just a minute well I, I don't know i can't say there's
1: just one special thing there was a lot of items that i thought were fun they were fast they were furious I mean, the the crowd was there. One thing I, I, I'd like to add to this, Ray, is, you know, when we started this Internet business here at i you know, we had a lot of times where the Internet would go down or this or that. <laughs> We've improved so much, so much. The Internet is so fast, you know. It just, it's absolutely phenomenal, you know. But as of today, you know, vehicles sold extremely well. Absolutely. Attachments were good. Everything I sold was I thought good,
2: very so, good. The new stuff was bringing good money yet. New stuff was bringing very good. A lot money. of good new attachments you were selling today. I, you think I'm going to piggyback off that just a little bit and say,
0: when you called me and said that you were going to online only, that you were not going to have a public auction anymore, <laughs> I thought you were crazy. You well, know, maybe I, I am. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I honestly I thought I don't know if that'll work. You know, as as auctioneers, we, you know, we have. Or, or hone a, a certain set of skills to help us do what we do, just like everybody else, right? One of our main tools is reading body language, looking at people, knowing if they got a little money left to go or if they're absolutely done, done. And it's, you, I mean, by doing this, it took that tool completely away. And that was kind of one of my main tools that I'd honed in on and I, was, I, I perfected a little bit. And I thought, Ray's gonna take this away from us, I, I gotta sell it to a computer screen.
2: And it works. It not only works, it works very well. Do you feel that it's less cumbersome? And do you feel you have more con- uh, control over what you're doing versus what somebody else is trying to do with you? Yes. And, and then you, because you'll,
0: when you, when you have a crowd of people,
2: you know you got there's all obviously a mother, lot there's some that are just going to try oh, to mess yeah, the deal yeah. up a little you're bit you're always
0: <laughs> going to have your hecklers you know let them guys love to show up and just give you a hard time but you know you think about back when we were when we were doing it you know the old way look at all the moving parts oh yeah i mean you we we you know dealing with equipment we had to line up you know eight or nine different drivers and i mean the, the you know just the, right. the, the at one crew. time i'd
2: have 54 people working yeah there.
0: 54 people working one sale yep and then Every, it's just a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And you, we managed to take that away. And by golly, believe it or not, I mean, even through that computer screen, you can kind of tell when them guys are done and when they're not. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you can sit there and go on and on. And I go, you know, and I'm thinking when we first started, how are we going to know when this deal's, you know, when to say sold, really? Right. But it, you get a feel for it. You know, just like anything else. And it, when it works, and it works very well. And and uh, the, the crowd is always there because they can, you know, on a hot day, they don't have to come out here and, and sweat with us. And they can use their phone. They can use their phone. They can bid right from their phone. So uh, it's every time I come over here and sell, that's probably still the biggest, you know, kind of wow factor for me is we're sitting there selling to a computer screen and to a, a global um, uh, set of buyers, and it works. And it works very, very well.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Norm. Thank you, Colonel Nick. Thank you, Ray. And uh, again, we want to thank you from IRA companies and IRA auctions and actually IRA Podcast for coming out here today and are listening to us today and, and listen to you know, our experience in the auction industry and also in the equipment industry. So again, Ray Henry from IRA signing out. Thank you.